0: Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and this podcast is going to be on the shorter side. Uh, here's kind of the plan. Um, right now, it's six o'clock on Thursday, so we're three hours away from the start of the game between Colorado and Washington. Um, I have a couple notes on that game, um, but. I also recognize that this is not a podcast that anybody is going to listen to before that game. So we're, we're not going to talk too much about Washington just because, I mean, it, anything I say will be outdated very soon. Um, but what I want to talk about a little bit more is Lawson Lovering because we did hear today, according to Pat Rooney of the Boulder Daily Camera, that Lawson Lovering... Tore his meniscus, and that's going to keep him out, likely for the rest of the season. Um, obviously a big blow, and um, we're, we're going to dig into that in a second. But first of all, like I said, just a couple quick notes on this Washington game. And, and the big note is this. This is now a very big game. And I think like I realized that when we recapped the game yesterday. But it just seems to be expanding. You know, there's there's things like today on t- uh, not on Twitter. I tweeted it, but John Wilner of the Mercury News. He covers the Pac-12 as well as anyone, and he's super in tune with everything that's going on. Here's one of the lines from his story today, breaking down the the NCAA tournament projections for the Pac-12. He said, "Bold pronouncement time." Colorado's win at Oregon stands as the most important result for any team this season to date because of resume rocket fuel it provides to a team in desperate need. I kind of agree. Just a massive, massive win for Oregon. And we know how this stuff works. You know, you, you beat Oregon and then you lose to Washington. Well, that means you basically lost to Oregon and beat Washington the way that you probably should have it it essentially just undoes the big win that just happened um again here's here's another line from from that story that I think is important we're not suggesting the buffs are a smart bet for the NCAAs or even that they're more likely than Oregon to snatch an at large bid but we're saying that finally after three and a half months there's a chance um For the first time all season, it's possible to envision the Buffaloes sneaking into March Madness, and you don't need hallucinogenic drugs to do it. And that's exactly right. Like, we talked before this week about how big this week was, and essentially, it comes down to, if you sweep the week, you are in contention for an NCAA tournament berth. Still would have to do some work from there, obviously, it's January, but you would be in, in very solid position. You know, if, if you wind up losing these next two, I mean, the path is still there to getting at large bid. I mean, you would really have to make some noise the rest of the way. Um, there, there couldn't be more than a couple of losses left, but you pull off these next couple of wins and all of a sudden, all of a sudden the world is kind of yours. You You just need to play good basketball the rest of the way win a game in the Pac-12 tournament, and I think they they would have a pretty good shot of getting in. Um, Scary, though. Scary, though, to be a couple hours away from a game where you're a favorite on the road because those are the ones that really can sting. Um, It's a lot more fun going into Oregon, right? When If you win, people are really excited. If you lose, you know, that's that's what's expected. Um, So... We'll see what happens. You guys have probably already seen what happens. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I do want to get into this lineup though. I guess, let me let me plug a couple things first. Um, I did say Matt McChesney was going to be on the podcast today. We, he he had something come up, so we're switching that to tomorrow. But tomorrow's going to be a busy day. Um, I'm going to be recording that podcast with him. Um, and then shortly after... We'll be going live to talk about all of the the CU stuff going on with Ryan at two um, so if you guys are free or you're sitting at work with nothing to do turn that on we're gonna have some fun we're gonna talk about football um, I've got some interviews that that I want to get out there with a couple of recruits we'll hit at least one of those tomorrow. Um, And then, of course, talk about some basketball stuff, too, because there's a big win a couple days ago, Um, stuff going on now. So definitely get on there. Get on YouTube, not on Twitter. Um, I'll I'll tweet that link. DMVR Buffs will tweet that link. But also you can just search DMVR at YouTube, and the game will be or the show will be at um, like 2 at 2, sorry. Yeah, any questions you have, any thoughts that you want to get off? Should be a lot of fun. I know I'm excited, and we got some cool stuff planned. Uh, So we'll plug that and the McChesney pod as well, which will be coming out tomorrow. Um, Again, I haven't talked to Matt McChesney, or I guess I haven't talked to him on the podcast um, since the football season ended, or within like a week of it ending. So there's a lot of things to get through. And I guess the same thing with Ryan, too. There's there's a lot to talk about. Um, So... Make sure you're checking those out. I guess while we're at it, why don't I say Brackenridge Brewery. I'm headed down to the DMVR bar tonight. Like I said, I probably should have plugged that earlier in the week, but I didn't even realize it. Um, if any of you are starting this podcast and somehow getting it with time to get the DMVR bar, come hang out. We've got the game sound on. Um, it should be a good time. Besides, it's like 9 o'clock in a bar. What bar? Well, I don't know. It's it's going to be fun. Um, I'm going to drink some Breckenridge beers. Not a lot of them because, obviously, I have some work to do. Uh, but sometimes that makes it tougher, you know, just because you only get to pick one or two. I'm feeling the strawberry sky tonight, though. I think that that's going to have to be the go-to. And... Uh, probably two of those, two of those member beers. If you're a DMVR member, you get a big beer for the size of small beer. It's like 50% more beer for the same price every single time. Um, One of the many reasons, and also because you can read the things I write, everybody else writes, some stuff on the Broncos coaches and all that, you know. Um, So there we go. Also, DraftKings Sportsbook. So DraftKings Sportsbook is America's number one top-rated I don't need to say both those, uh, Sportsbook app, that's um, an official betting partner of the NFL, and they've got an awesome promotion this week. Um, I, I actually made a dumb bet today. Ah, I don't regret it too much. Here's what I did. I, uh, I bet on El Salvador to beat the United States in soccer. It's a big game that I've heard, and as we're sitting here talking right now, the United States up 1-0. And again, yeah, I can't I can't be upset about that, right? But my thought was, you know, American soccer, it's just always disappointing, right? Men's soccer. The women, no. But the men, always disappointing. And so I kind of figured, like, hey, let's let's see what happens. And it was plus eleven hundred, so eleven to one odds. And if it's a tie, then there's just no bet. Um, it just cancels out and get my money back. And so I figured like the, the odds of the U.S. blowing this, they seem pretty high. No, Again, knowing absolutely nothing except for that I only hear about U.S. soccer when something bad happens. Men's soccer. Um, I'm, I'm a big women's soccer fan. I'm not sure. I haven't said that in a while. I've, we've definitely talked about this before. Some of you guys have like followed me through that journey since Taylor Korniak was on the podcast and then all the way through like her getting drafted and then playing in the NWSL and being like, oh, yeah, this is dope. And then the U.S. women's national – but, yeah. Um, Taylor just got traded too She is now uh, She's San Diego I think she got traded from uh, Yeah from Orlando to San Diego And it was like a weird move Because I think they're super deep in the midfield now And uh, Again she's Still like She hasn't become like a star Or anything yet But she is a starter at this point who's still, like, on an upward trajectory. How how old is she now? Because that would have been two years ago. I think she was drafted at – she was young. She might have been 21. So she's 23 now. Yeah, she's she'll turn 24 in November. Um, Fun to watch that as well. And who knows? She could be a couple years away from the national team if things break right. Uh, but, but yeah, the point is I made this bet on uh, the U.S. Me- – against the men's national team – and I'm gonna lose money, but I've been making so much money recently. Last night, for example, I took the ABS at plus 450 when they were down 3-1 going to third period. They had won 16 in a row at home. I was willing to bet on that continuing, and they made the comeback at the end. It was a lot of fun for me. Um, so many things to bet on. You can also make like smart bets if you're more into that. I obviously am not. I like to see if I can make a lot of money. Um, but yeah, I mean. DraftKings Sportsbook this week, you can get 56 to 1 odds on either of the games. Um, I almost said any, either of the games. The All you got to do is download the app and put $5 on either of them to win. You'll get $280 in free bets if you get your bet right. So definitely take advantage of that and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. Get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Just bet $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. It's promo code DMVR for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Um... Loss and Lovering. So, this is this is a really disappointing loss. I think that that is kind of the starting point here. And I guess for more details, according to Pat Rooney, um, no no need for surgery. It's about a six to eight week recovery. Um, that means that he could potentially be back. There's a chance that CU's still playing. But, Pat talked to Tad. Pat's out on the road with him, and uh, Tad basically said there's no reason to push it at this point for Lawson, and because of that, I think it's probably pretty safe to say that he's he's done for the season. Um, let's let's keep going with Lawson first, and we'll talk about the lineup, rotation, all that stuff after. So it really hurts because. You could see him getting better. And again, like this is something that we knew was going to happen. You know, young big men, they they take time. They don't just become really good right away. It's just not the way that it works. And because of that, and because he was used to playing Wyoming high school basketball, where occasionally he'd see a guy who's six foot eight. He, he just needed time to get better, and that's kind of what this season was supposed to be, was just growth for him, and if he turns out to be a good player by tournament time, well, that's great, um, but obviously, it's a long-term play, you know, you've got four years of loss and lovering, and the, the big question is, what does he do when he's at his best, you know, is, is he somebody who you play through when he's at his best? Can he be a star player, an all-Pac-12 player when he's at his best? And obviously the answer to that is we, we still don't know. Um, and I think that, again, what sucks is that we saw him getting better and better and better, and now he will be sidelined. And that's going to make it tough for him to get better. Um, he, I think that just like the mental reps and whatever, watching film, talking through things, all of that stuff, he will still like improve, but obviously not in the same way as he would if he was on the court night after night, playing these games, getting minutes against really good big guys. And that, that hurts. And that means that, you know, he'll, he'll be a little bit lagged going forward. You know what, what? what he'll be when he shows up to to play basketball next year won't be as good as what it would be if he had more experience under his belt, you know, had tournament experience under his belt, Pac-12 tournament, and who knows, maybe the NCAA tournament, definitely the NIT. And, you know, more than anything, it just sucks, right? Because we saw him getting better, and now this kind of stops, and we don't get to see it, and we, we... We'll see what he looks like when he gets back. I think on top of that, you know, Dallas Walton had knee issues. There have been plenty of big guys with knee issues. And that part of it also just sucks. Like, the, you just don't like to see knee problems or, I mean, I really any injury, especially the lower body, though, for these big guys, um, because it's tough to come back from. And it, it means it's more likely to have lingering issues or or more issues arise down the road and you just don't like to see somebody's career get off to that sort of start. Um Lawson's already played too many games to Redshirt. I think that's worth noting. Um Yeah, it's uh it's it's brutal for Lawson. It's brutal for for Lawson, and it's brutal for all the people who want to watch him. Um yeah, we can move on to what this means for the for the team this season, though. And you know, right now there is a hole in the Buffs front court. I think that even with Lawson, you could say that they were a little bit shallow there. And it kind of depends on how you view Tristan Da Silva. You know, if you want him more at the three or at the four. If you see him as a small forward, then yeah, you're saying they they should have had one more guy beyond Lawson this season. Uh, you know, cause right now you have Evan at the five, Jabari at the four, Tristan at the three, and you have Lawson coming in to kind of spell those big guys at the four and five. And then you also have Tristan kind of playing up a little bit. He'll, he'll play the four a little bit. We've seen him at the small ball five and, and eat some of those minutes that way. Now without Lawson, first of all, you don't have a big guy on your roster, You know, Evan Batty is probably your closest, and he's six foot eight. So when your center is six foot eight, you have Jabari, who's an option, who's probably like six foot eight. That's probably more realistic than six foot nine for him. And he's not quite as stout. You're probably going to be smaller at center than your opponent just about always the rest of the way. Um, again Evan calling him smaller than the opponent's tough just because he's he's so wide you know he he plays bigger than six foot eight because he he knows how to use that body and because he's just so strong um, but you know Jabari at the five Tristan at the five you're you're giving up a lot of size you're giving up a lot of size. And there's some teams where you just don't want to do that. And Tad's made that clear. You know, we we've talked about the versatility in this lineup, the ability to go big, the ability to go small. That gets that gets tweaked a little bit. Um, and you're kind of kind of forced to go small. You know, if if you get thirty minutes from Evan, thirty minutes from Jabari, thirty minutes from Tristan da Silva, well that means that well, we start at the five, there's ten open minutes at the five, there's ten open minutes at the four you probably need Tristan to take all those and, and play those extra 20 minutes in the front court just because you don't have another guy who should be out there playing the 4 or 5 um, and, and that means he plays the, the 3 for 10 minutes and now all of a sudden there's 30 minutes open at the 3 now you can give, I don't know 20 of those to Neek and then there's 10 minutes open at, I mean you probably gotta give 30 of those to Neek, you gotta give the rest to him and then you have 30 minutes at the two from Eli. You have 30 minutes at the one from Keyshawn, and then 20 minutes for KJ to split between those. And I guess KJ would take the point guard. You'd shift Keyshawn there, and that cuts uh, Luke O'Brien out, and that cuts Julian Hammond out. And so I guess Luke could play some of those minutes at the three. But the point is, if you're if you're expecting 30 minutes a night from kind of your core pieces you can you can patch this together. Once you start saying, oh, well, now Evan's in foul trouble, or now Jabari's in foul trouble, or Tristan even, then you're really in a pinch, and you need to extend the minutes of guys you're already planning on playing 30. And that 30-minute mark is not one that many guys have been hitting this season. We can flash back to, I mean, the UCLA game was the last time I guess not everybody was healthy. You didn't have Eli for that one. So let's let's go back before that. So uh, Arizona State was a blowout. So maybe you saw an extended bench. You had Evan Batty with 28, Parquet at 28, Keyshawn at 25, Jabari at 27, Tristan at 24. And then all of a sudden, when those guys aren't giving you 30, that's two minutes plus five minutes plus two minutes. So there's nine plus three more is 12 plus six more. There's there's 18 more minutes. That's Luke O'Brien's full role right there. You're uh You're you're lacking some size right now. And these You know, you have a good coach. With Tad Boyle, Tad a very good coach, and he finds good ways to patch holes. And he just lost one of his most important tools, which is a guy who's seven feet tall. And there just isn't a replacement for that on the roster and that means that that's just one less thing that he can go to that's one less card that he can pull out of his sleeve and it's one that would uh, be pretty useful um yeah i mean let's let's take a look at this last game so against oregon there was no loss in Levering. you had 28 minutes for tristan de silva 31 for jabari 34 for evan Um, 17 for Neek, 29 for Keyshawn, um, 21 for Parquet, 19 for KJ, uh, Luke O'Brien played 15, then four for Julian Hammond, two for Will Laughlin and Will Laughlin, I guess this is probably the time to bring him up. Um, a senior he's been in this program for obviously what this would be his fifth year. I believe, um, was a walk on. Colorado wound up with an open scholarship for this semester and uh, decided to to give it to him just to, you know, basically thank him for all he's done. Um, and yeah, he's obviously never been a part of the regular rotation. He's gotten some spot minutes before because of injuries, that sort of thing. Uh, but now as a six foot eight power forward, you could see where they could need him to eat some minutes. Um, you know, again, he he doesn't give you what you're missing. He he isn't a seven footer, and that will make it a lot tougher. But you know, he is capable of playing the four. He could play the three as well. Um, still gotta put Jabari or Tristan at the five. I, I love the look of Tristan at the five. I think that when they go to that, I have no numbers to back this up, but it seems like it always works at the same time though, that only works in the situations where we've seen it happen, and those situations are basically when the other team doesn't have a big guy who can abuse Tristan in the paint um, and yeah it's 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 a tough situation right now. And we're just going to have to wait and see how it all plays out. Um, Like I said, though, let's call it 30 minutes for KJ. That's a lot of minutes for KJ. 30 for KJ at point guard. 10 for Keyshawn at point guard. 20 at shooting guard. 20 at shooting guard for Eli. Then you've got 30 minutes at the three for Neek. You've got 10 minutes at the three for... For uh Tristan, you've got twenty minutes at the three or, or sorry, at the four from Tristan, twenty from Jabari, ten from Jabari at the five, and thirty from Evan at the five. That's what it looks like. And I think with that kind of base rotation, you're still in good shape. And you've still got Luke O'Brien who can play some spot minutes, maybe if there's foul trouble, whatever. Um, if uh, you can throw Julian Hammond in there, you've got Will Laughlin still, but that margin for error is much smaller. Um, any foul trouble causes issues. Any any injuries would cause real issues. And the reason is because this is the third player who Colorado has lost. You know, they, they don't have Javon Ruffin. They don't have Quincy Allen. And neither of those guys fill Lawson's role, obviously, But it just gives you options. You can move guys up the lineup, whatever. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I do think that this is a pretty big loss. I think that the impact this season is significant, but I think the impact down the road is probably even more significant. Um, It would be great to get him these reps, specifically these tournament reps, specifically these late-season Pac-12 play reps but we are where we are and um all we can do is wish him the best and see how tad tries to patch it and that that starts in a couple hours and uh yeah i'll be back tomorrow with matt with ryan hopefully you guys check that stuff out again the uh show with ryan is going to be live on youtube at two so definitely tune in and and if you want to talk basketball talk football whatever we'll be there um and then also matt mcchesney our guy uh That should be posted tomorrow night. Um, Plus, I'm hoping to get a recap of this basketball game up tomorrow morning in the podcast feed as well, but that might wait till Saturday. So we'll see on that. Um, All right, that's it for today. I'll see you guys soon.